Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is OT with Mons and Moose. I am Mons. And I am extremely chubbed up right now, John. <laughs> this guy has got a full erection, and thank God I'm not sitting in front of him. Full-blown, baby. <laughs> full-blown. Dude. Got an erection. When? I've got no pants on. It's all happening. When do you ever hear that the Jets did something well? When? When do you ever hear it's that? Pretty, it's pretty rare. It's pretty far <laughs> and few in between, but... I will say I will have to congratulate the New York Jets. I think they won day one. Oh, especially yes. day one. There's a lot, like there's a lot of teams that won day one. I think, and we'll get into I who they the, are. Yeah, I think the Giants are another one. Absolutely. Honestly. I I don't even like to admit it, but I really I I would like say yeah. if you're both New York teams, bro, your fucking draft was nice as fuck, dude. First of all, let's be honest. The Jets and the Giants killed the first. I would even say the first two round, like the first two days, the Yankees are are in first place. I think they have the best record in the AL. The Mets threw a combined no hitter yesterday, and I think they're like the top team in the NL. So, look, New York teams are kind of killing it right now. We're hot, and the Rangers are in the playoffs. Oh fuck the Rangers! I don't so, care about them. Uh, but hey, 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 <laughs> buddy, 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 old pal. I don't like them. Just, we're talking about New York. I'm just saying, uh, as of right now. Sure. But the net, on fire. The, the Nets, city is on fire. The Nets lost, though. Listen, we don't talk about Durant, bro. They stink, <laughs> John. They Idiots. stink. Garbaggio. Oh, my God. But, uh, but no, look, we're not going to go through all of day three. We may sprinkle in a little bit of day two, but day one is really where you make your money, honestly. These are your guys that are most likely going to start for you pretty much day one. But or be cornerstones of your uh, of yeah, your franchise. Exactly, and I think a lot of these teams got super good value for where they were picked. Um, yeah, we can we can save the Jets and the Cowboys for last, I guess, just because. Because um, you're full erection. Yeah, I I need time to relax a little bit, <laughs> even though I've been boned up for the past two and a half days. <laughs> this motherfucker. But um. Like teams like Baltimore, I think just flat out killed it. I think from day one, even like now they're still getting steals. Like we're like still in like the sixth round right now, but again, my team is done. Your team, I think, is done as well. So yeah, but unless they trade back, which I don't think they will. Yeah, my team already held the press conference. They're done already. <laughs> but like if you look at if you look at the Ravens, they got Kyle Hamilton at fourteen, which. From everything that I've read throughout the whole offseason, this was he was a unicorn is what they're saying. To me, yeah. a unicorn is somebody that is is so special that he's like a one of a kind. For Kyle Hamilton, personally I don't believe that. I don't like he's he's not a perfect prospect. I don't really think any of them are. But I mean, he ran a slow ass like 40 time. He he his thing is that he can read he can read everything very well at a high level. That's what makes him so good. He's rangy, he can get across the field, but his 40 time, which again plays a big factor for like these like executives and these these coaches and everything, which personally I'd rather I want to see how you how fast you are on the field, not a 40 time. Yeah. Like it, it, that's what killed Traylon Burks is, is his fucking his hype was that he ran like a four five. 
understand the difference between a 4-3 and a 4-5? Two tenths of a second? Like, are we ki- Like, this is what we're doing. But... 100%, bro. 100% <laughs> that's what we're doing. Overjudging. Oh, yes. But, I mean, th- this Baltimore team, they found a shit ton of value. They took Linderbaum, who was the consensus top center in the draft. His, like, RAS score was, like, off the charts. And, like... He was like and he the fell, which everybody said that he was gonna fall because of just how how like sm- like smaller stature he is. But in their scheme, where it's a zone blocking scheme, you don't need you don't necessarily need to be a big size. You just need to be able to hold your own, and that's what he does. He just he yeah. locks it down. He locks the middle down. So I mean, to get he that, gets, at, he gets under those pads. Yeah, and he fucking he just drives it home and. It, to take him at 25, a consensus, like, top inside offensive lineman, shit, yeah, you take that. 100%. And then they also they had David Ajabo fall, who he blew out his ACL in, like, his pro day, which sucks, but he was he was another guy that may have been a consensus top 10 pick. Because I saw him being mocked to the Giants a bunch, but this was a while ago, but he still would have went in the first half of the draft. Yeah, and they got him at forty. And when that kind of yeah, yeah, they got him at forty-five. That falls, that shit's fucking crazy. And it it wasn't an off-the-field problem. It was literally he just blew injury. his knee out. Yeah, that's really it. I mean, I, I just looking. They also got Travis Jones, a, a good defensive tackle as well. So I mean, they did it right. The only thing I will knock on them, I can't really knock them for it, but it just it doesn't make sense to me. Is they they traded Hollywood Brown away, which yeah. which I get, but at the same time I don't get because uh, I you know what I was thinking about this for a while because after we, we we were chilling for the the first round, like I was thinking about like wow the, you know they got Hollywood Brown for a twenty third pick you know the Cardinals or whatever, and in my personal opinion I think that was a really steep price for a guy who's like. Okay. He, he was drafted 25th. They got... Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they fucking took his replacement at 23. I just... To me, that is a Arizona problem. I think they are now starting to panic with Kyler Murray. And I think that they went out... Because I didn't understand it at first until I looked into it. But supposedly, Murray and Brown played together in college. So, to me, this is a a big Kyler Murray thing. I think they're trying to yeah. quiet him down a bit and maybe, like, force his hand a little bit to, like, re-sign because now they have his boy there. I, to me, I think that is a panic move from, from Arizona. That's just what I think. I think I, it's... I think it's... It is uh, somewhat a panic move. By Arizona, but I will say I also think that it is partially a how do I say it? a copycat of what the Bengals did. You know what we got? We got our quarterback's college guy, true, <laughs> and we got him. And now look at the chemistry there, and it can work. It, it you know, it, oh yeah, you saw it with Chase. You saw it with Chase and Burrow. Yeah, but that's not a guarantee. Exactly. So. I think I agree with you. I think it's half of a shut him up 
yes. quiet him down. And also a half of, well, we saw what Chase and Burrow did. So what the fuck? Why not? Well, it t- it wouldn't work like that because Chase is just a bigger, more physical, better receiver than Hollywood Brown is. But I mean, oh, I I, I get I get going out and getting your boy and everything. But I mean, I don't know that that price to me is a little too much. I thought it was pretty steep. And if I'm Baltimore, if you're gonna give me a first rounder for Hollywood Brown, I'm taking it. <laughs> you might as well. But the only thing is, they didn't they didn't draft a receiver though. That's that's the only problem. Unless they like their wide receiving room, which I mean, look, I, I don't think it's very good. But I don't think so. <laughs> and and <laughs> Lamar is just sitting there. He's like, yeah, what's happening? Like, why are all these dudes getting traded for my team? Like, I need these people. <laughs> yeah. So I mean exactly. But for this draft overall. I think I think Baltimore killed it. I think they are one of, if not the best team that that had a had a great draft. Like they get an A plus yeah. from me. Um, they also got uh, from they, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, they they also got a good, a pretty good tackle prospect in uh, Daniel Falele in the fourth, which was a guy that I was hoping fell to the Jets, but he obviously went right before the Jets. But I mean, again, it's a. It, Baltimore is a very well-coached and well-organized team. So they can, I'm sure they, they can figure something out to help Lamar down the road. It's just a matter of what is that receiving core going to look like? The offensive weapons, what do you really have there with, with Dobbins and then you have Bateman and Mark Andrews? Outside of that, is that a team that really scares you? Does Lamar Jackson alone just scare you? Because, I mean, like, he is an MVP. He is. He could play at an MVP caliber level. It's just a matter of can they get over not even not even the AFC in itself, their division. Because their division is, yeah. is stacked too. So, to yeah. me, it's, it's going to be interesting moving forward to see how they do on offense. I th- well, I believe they drafted a tight end as yeah, well. Yeah, Charlie Kolar. And a lot of people were pretty high on him. The, the, um, the tight ends, like, outside of Trey McBride, at least for me, were just were mashed together as, like, third and fourth round picks. There was, there was yeah. a shit ton of them. But none of them were going to go in I, the first round. The only one I, I, I kept saying to keep our eye on was Jelani Woods. Yeah. Um. But I think, like, you looked at Harborough, he knows his game plan. He exactly. knows the way Lamar works. Let me just continue to, to, to upgrade there. And, you know, might I say, it, there's still free agents out there. You know, they can yeah. add wide receivers if they really want. But I think you're looking at Harborough. I think you're looking at a coaching staff that knows their quarterback. Oh, Exactly. You know, and not I'm not saying that a top guy like a, a, a Hill or an Adams um, can't help you, but I think he sees that we need to run two tight end sets. We need to make sure we can run. Yeah. Dobbins has proven that he's a he's a pretty solid weapon. We need an O line and Lamar is just a weapon in himself. And I'll tell yeah. you something. The Ravens have 
been very successful since that whole trade, but they haven't gotten to the show since Flacco. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we know how Lamar is in the playoffs. We've seen it. We've talked about it. What he, he's yeah. got, what, one playoff win? Uh, if yes. even that. So, I mean. Yeah, it's not as one. Yeah. So, I mean, you you got to do something. And you, you, this is a, it's now a league where you need a weapon. You look how stacked the AFC is. It's dumb how, how, how stacked these teams are. The AFC West in itself, all four teams should make the playoffs. <laughs> oh, the AFC is, is ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the free agent list right now. I mean, who, who on this list would you really want? I mean, look, the first name on the list is Julio Jones. I don't need to talk any more about Julio Jones. <laughs> I, I, I'm done with him. He stinks. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next on the list is Jarvis Landry. And then Will Fuller. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton is always injured. Cole Beasley's a slot guy. What is he really going to do for you? And then I'm just I'm just going down the list of who would you really go out and get? I mean, minus the attitude, maybe Brown. I I don't know. I can't. I I'm very curious to see how they do offensively this year. I am. But um, yeah, the other team that I thought had. A very good first round was the, was actually the Detroit Lions. Call me crazy that the Detroit Lions killed the first round of the draft. Again, no, I don't think you're crazy. Like bro. I said, we let off the show with the Jets doing the right thing. When was the last time you heard the Lions doing something right? That's very true. I think Dan Campbell's kind of, in my opinion, the way. Everybody has talked about Jared Goff. The way everybody's talked about Detroit, I just think that Detroit's idea, and I don't disagree with it, is let's put the best team possible, and then if we have a quarterback problem, we're going to try to insert the quarterback Yeah. when we need to. But also, if we have a good amount of players – a good amount of weapons, maybe Jared Goff can utilize that. Maybe. Because he's not old. Oh, no. And he, look, say what you will about him. He still has a beautiful deep ball. And I I feel like a lot of these teams, especially with the Jets and even maybe the Giants now, it feels like they have competency in the front office where you didn't know what direction the team was going in. And it's just like you're picking random-ass players, but you're not – it's not positions of value. Like last year, they finally went Penesul. They're they're actually building the offensive line now. This year, you went out. First of all, you got gifted Aiden Hutchinson at two, which I think is one of the top picks in the draft. But then you move up from 32 to 12 and go get arguably the best receiver in the draft in Jameson Williams. Now, yeah. yes, the kid is, is hurt, I'm he, I'm seeing shit that he's he may be ready for training camp, so I'm like, possibly. I'm like, are you, are you serious? And nonetheless, and it was it was a little confusing to me because they traded with Minnesota, a division rival. Minnesota just they're one of the question marks in this draft because I don't know what they did 
like really outside of the the second round, but like you just traded with a division rival. Granted, it is Detroit, but it's still a division rival. Somebody that you're gonna see twice a year for the end of now. for the end of time for the best wide receiver yep. in the class. Yep. I, I just I didn't understand that, and I but I also like the aggressiveness of Detroit going up and getting their guy. Because if that is your guy, then you then you take him, no matter the cost. I think Detroit had to get aggressive. I think Detroit had to get aggressive because um, that offense is just—it's putrid. It really is. Outside of Hawkinson, who do you really have there? I mean, well, Amon Ross St. Brown was not bad, but you need somebody big on the outside. I I like their tight end. I like their wide receiving core now, and DeAndre Swift isn't a slouch. True, that is so, very true. I think I think Detroit has some weapons in offense. Um, I think they have more weapons than they've had in a while. Oh yeah. So at least at least they've got something. You know, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, I mean, you know better than anybody that uh, there hasn't been much to root for. <laughs> yeah. Let's be so, honest. Yeah. So I think Dan Campbell's at least trying to build the best team he possibly can with talent and see where it gets him. And look, they. They got Josh Pascoe, defensive end at 46, and then one of the the better safeties in Kirby Joseph at 97. So, I mean, look, you're getting depth in your top four picks. That's good depth right there. Hutchinson yep. is, I think, is going to be a very good player. Same thing with Jameson Williams. If you have Jameson Williams healthy, this kid's going to be a stud. And if Jared Goff can keep that touch on that, that deep ball, uh, it's, it's a home run for them. It's an absolute yeah. home run. I I can't complain about them. Um, no, I think they did what they needed to do, honestly. Yeah, especially like, especially getting a a deal done with Minnesota, somebody in your division. That's not something you, you normally like would do, but hey, I mean, look, they got it done. They got their guy at twelve, nonetheless, and. I mean, I'm not saying that they're a playoff team right now. I still think they probably still got a couple years. Until they're like fully built and ready to go, and you know, golf is still a question mark. You don't know what you, you don't know how far he can take you, honestly. That's they're, true. But they're not doing him any favors by having a mediocre roster around him. So exactly. I mean, you got to start somewhere. If you're gonna ride with this kid, then you ride. But personally, I think this team. I, I just don't think they're high on golf. If you want to be honest, I think that they're probably gonna look for a quarterback within. The next year or two, because they they yeah. can't they can't cut him because he's a he's a cap hit of it's yeah. like a dumb number so you can't really do much with it you might as well just bite the bullet draft the team now and then draft your quarterback and see what you can do from there. Yeah, and if Jared Goff can't do it, find somebody that can. Exactly. So at least you have the foundation in place for when the quarterback does finally come in. All right, let, let's stick in your division because I think your division got significantly better as well. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, you traded for AJ Brown. You got you got a, a a pretty good wide receiver there. Finally, to pair up with Devontae Smith. You drafted Jordan uh, yep. Jordan Davis, who will probably replace Fletcher Cox within the in next couple year of years. Two. So, yep. Again, I he can't. Looks like a stud. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You can't go wrong. And they moved up in front of Baltimore, who I think would have taken Jordan Davis here. Oh, 100%. I think so, that's why they did it. 
And, like, th- this was a team I was pounding on the table to take a receiver. But we saw the runner and receiver. The only team left, the only player left, was really Traylon Burks at that point. And Traylon Burks' comp was A.J. Brown. So why not just yeah. get why not just get the established player now? Why why even risk anything else? And from everything that I've heard, AJ Brown was was thoroughly upset that he got traded. He said that he didn't he didn't want to get traded and that it was really out of his hands and Tennessee yeah, kind of Yeah, wasn't up to him. Yeah, Tennessee kind of fucked him a little bit, which apparently they lowballed him. Yeah, supposedly. And look, he got he got a hundred million dollar contract with like what fifty seven guaranteed. So I'm like, like that's yeah. that's the average wide receiver price. It's gonna be like twenty five mil now. And I mean, is AJ Brown worth it? I mean, look, he he was he was good in Tennessee. I can't say he wasn't. He was also the only wide receiver in Tennessee, which kind of begs the question of what is Tennessee really doing? Very true. Because I think I think they're gonna regress. Quite personally, uh, yeah, I I would believe you because Tennessee <laughs> took Traylon Burks to replace yeah. AJ Brown, which again, I I understand it, but you don't know what Traylon Burks is. No, he, but I I will say I think this brings me to my point that I said I believe last episode was that I think you're seeing teams tired of paying wide receivers quarterback money. Because a lot of wide receivers are coming out of college, and they're looking at it and saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to trade my top guy because he's apparently not happy. I'm not going to pay him, and I'm going to get another kid to replace him for the next four to five years on a rookie deal. Like, I can I can understand that, but A.J. Brown, he knows your system. He no- He's good in your system. He's proven that he could be a top wide receiver. And your your Super Bowl windows right now, you have a chance to go yeah. win a Super Bowl. What? Why are you fucking with your team? There's no reason to. I get that you don't want to pay. Like, it's it's becoming a wide receiver league. You need wide receivers on your team. Why are you getting rid of him? Get over a thousand yards, dude. What happens if what, a... what happens if Derrick Henry gets hurt again? You think you're going to be able to pull exactly. the same shit off that you did this year? I I just don't I don't see it. I don't see it. I I think that they're just a little bit of a of a Mike Vrabel eagle uh, ego there. I, that Derrick Henry is my guy. Tannehill, listen, I don't care what you say. I don't think Tannehill's the guy, but I think without Derrick Henry, that offense just doesn't move. I exactly, and, and it, it was. It was like a grace of God that they did what they did this year, getting the first seed in the AFC, which I was yeah, I was just and, surprised. And and again, I will say, I just think you're seeing Tannehill with a good coach because I think Vrabel's a very good coach. Yep. Um, I think it's a very, it's well run right now, but I will say I just think that you're seeing Ryan Tannehill healthy. Exactly. What has Ryan Tannehill done that is so special? He hasn't done shit uh, special. Nothing. Exactly my point. Like, Grant, like you can win the quarterback, uh, the Super Bowl with an average quarterback. You can. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that if the team around him is good, 
I mean, look, not for nothing, if Mark Sanchez can bring you to two straight AFC Championship games, anything is fucking possible here. <laughs> but I just don't understand how just selling off your bat, your best assets is going to do much for your team moving forward. I get, I get the comp between Burks and Brown. I understand it, but just keep your guy. Just You might as well just keep your guy and pay him. Just shut up. Like, these teams are so hell-bent on not paying their superstar players. Why? Yeah. What, what are you doing? It doesn't it doesn't make sense to me why not to, it's to just, pay people. It's the same. I mean, I get it. I get that you can't pay everybody. And let's be honest. The annual contract nowadays has gotten so fucking ridiculous. Oh, of course. But that but that's just I mean, how it you're, goes. You're paying, you're paying a wide receiver almost 30 million a year, Nick. And but you need them. Your quarterback, but but your quarterback's going to get forty to fifty million a year. So how many of those contracts do you think that you can honestly handle? Because think about it. Let's say fifty and thirty. I be, I believe the cap is what like two twelve something like that. Sure. That's almost half your fucking cap is on two people, and I think that's where teams are like, listen, I cannot keep. All this talent, and only pay two guys. Now, I just can't. Now I understand that because if your quarterback, I think fifty is high, but we, we could just use that. If your quarterback is fifty, fifty million dollars, then he should be able to make a receiver look good. But Tannehill is not that guy. Tannehill is not going to be the kind of guy that's going to elevate his players like Brady did in New England. He's simply not. But if you're paying your quarterback $50 million, then he should be able to make your, your wide receivers look better. For $50 million, he better make the whole wide receiver core look good. He better make everybody on the fucking team look good. He better make the kicker look good for $50 million. But what I'm saying is, if you're Tennessee, I don't understand not paying your guy. He's, he wants to be there. He was upset that you traded him. Granted, contract yeah. talks didn't materialized, but at the same time, sit down with the kid and, and try to get something done. Because... It only makes sense. It, to me, it just... You're, you were that close. You were the first seed in the AFC, and now you're trading away your best piece on offense, essentially, aside from Derrick Henry, but your receiving core. It's like... I, I don't understand. I, I think they regressed this year. I mean... If Derrick Henry can stay healthy... Derrick Henry can single-handedly win you games. I just don't see it from Tannehill. I still don't see it. I've said it since he left Miami. I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I, I think it's completely fair. Yeah. But, I mean, look. They may have drafted his repla- Tannehill's replacement, Malik Willis. They drafted him. Possibly. In, they I mean, they're him. high as hell on him, man. <laughs> I mean, how high can you really be if you draft him in the third round? I don't know. I, I I just see a lot of people saying, "Oh, a lot of uh, Steve McNair in them," and I'm like, "Dude, let's let's chill with that shit." Yeah, that's why I don't I don't like player comps too much. It's like they're a little unrealistic. Oh, this guy comps to to Julio Jones. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, this dude comps to Megatron. I'm like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> this dude comps to Megatron. It's, okay, okay. So it's, so, it's so true. They'll say. <laughs> They'll say the guy's the guy reminds him a lot of Julio, and I'm like, 
really? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, that's Why? funny. He was dra- he was drafted in the in the first pick <laughs> in the seventh round. Yeah, but you tell me how he reminds you of Julio Jones. Why? Because Please. why? Because he he's he's tall like Julio Jones. Are you serious? Are we kidding? The the, the Megatron That's ones. That's all it takes. The, the Calvin Johnson ones are the funniest ones. I'm like, you understand that this dude put Detroit on his fucking back for years, and he retired early, and he was nasty. Are you kidding me? Don't don't comp him to right. anybody like that. Stop it. If you find a receiver that that requires triple coverage, you let me yeah. know. Yeah, and if the, if they're comped that much to F- Megatron, why are they going in the sixth round? Tell me why. Exactly. Why? Exactly. <laughs> you told me everything I needed to know. <laughs> so, oh well, he's like he's a lot like Megatron. He's a lot like Julio. Oh yeah. But and you're like, okay, so he's not. Yeah. <laughs> like stop. But yeah, they went they went uh, Malik Willis in the third. I, look, we were talking, we're like, this is how much that these teams had faith in these quarterbacks coming out this year. That one went in the first round, and none went in the second round. Yep. And then you had a run in the third, and then one in the fifth. I mean, th- th- this was a br- this class was the most underwhelming for quarterbacks. Oh, it was brutal. It had, it had good... Depth pieces, but not a lot of top-heavy guys. Where this draft was, oh, I can see this this team going here, 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 or here, or they go there, 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 there. It's like there's a lot of like kind of even comparison across the board throughout the positions and everything like that. Where not one team was sold on one single guy. Because if yeah. we if we look at the top of the draft and Trevon Walker. He wasn't. He was like mid to late first round when all these mock drafts started, and then once the combine hit, he shot the hell up. He shot up to number one, where yeah. where it was consensus Thibodeau at one for a while. Then it was oh this kid Hutchinson. Then it was oh Evan Neal's the the number one pick. Then it was Ike Aquanu. Then it was Trevon Walker, and when it hit Trevon Walker, first overall. It's yep. it's just so crazy how this whole process happens. Where it's just one, it, it was like with Zach Wilson last year, like the only the only two guys you heard were Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Those were one and two, and then Zach Wilson yep. comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh no, he's the number two pick. It's just like, wait a second, how did this kid just shoot up so far? It's just it's mind blowing, and and the combine and pro days and shit. They do so much, and I just think it provides so little, in my opinion, just because 40-yard dashes, um, just like for for a corner, you're not covering anybody, wide receivers, you're not getting covered by anybody. It's just like, can we put you in game situations? Can we look at the tape instead of running in a straight line for, for 40 yards? Yeah. That's just my opinion on it. I think the comp. I I don't mind watching combine stuff because I think it's entertaining, but I don't think it should tell you the full story about a player. I think you need to oh, watch I, his tape. Yeah, no, I I definitely don't think it does. There's no fucking way. All right, so staying in your division, we'll go with the Giants, and look at that. Another team that has been super dysfunctional for quite a bit. They get arguably 
the best edge rusher and Kayvon Thibodeau at five. They get yep. and they get Evan Neal at seven. I mean, that alone wins you a draft. Those are two cornerstone yep. guys. Now especially day one, bro. Now they went Wandell Robinson, the wide receiver, in the second round. I sent you I I read that they're looking to get like off of Kadarius Tony already. And it's been one year. And I, Which I don't get when when I saw it, I'm like, I'm like, did they just write the wrong name there? But from everything I heard, that they're not happy with him. Which I'm like, ooh, like there, there's trouble over there. I don't know. It's got to be a, it's got to be a Kadarius Tony thing, right? Like, uh well, from what I've heard, is like he's a big rapper or whatever. I think he's called Christ. he's called Little Joker or whatever. Lil, it's probably Lil Joker. Lil Joker. <laughs> so apparently that's his whole thing is he's all about the rap game and not really focused on his career. That's brutal because for this Giants team they could have drafted Elijah Moore, but they they chose Kadarius Tony over him. Which again, hey, their loss equals my benefit. But I mean drafting. Wandell Robinson, this is a team that isn't quite there yet, but this is a very good start, especially with Neil and, and Thibodeau. If Thibodeau can oh, yeah. produce like everybody thinks he's going to, that defense is, is is pretty good. And Evan Neal, he's one of the more sure things in the draft. Most balanced. He's apparently, yep. He's the most balanced. Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, they're starting to do it right. Andrew Thomas came on last year, which is probably a sigh of relief for them. Because that well, first that, that rookie year was bad. <laughs> yeah, he he was a little brutal. But, but also like when Tony was healthy though, Tony was kind of a weapon. I mean he he ripped your team apart, didn't he? Yeah. I it, mean like they lost like forty two to seven. Yeah, to but, us, but he he went off like, it, he had, like, like yeah like ten receptions or some shit. Ten for like one eighty nine or something? Yeah, it was like something stupid as fuck. So it's like, what what is this kid's like problem? Like, if his game is not in the, if his game is not there, like if his if his head doesn't want to play, that that's that looks bad on your scouting department. Because you got to yep. be able to scout that, and if you're ready to move off of a first round pick already after one year, something drastically happened, and something went horribly wrong. Horrible. <laughs> but again, five and seven, they get an A plus in the first round. There's, there's no other way around that. I mean, you got, you got cornerstones if they pan out, which I think Evan Neal will definitely pan out. Thibodeau, again, a lot of ifs and ands, and he's a me guy, blah blah blah, brand, whatever. I think the kid's gonna fucking ball out. I think he's that good of a guy. He's um, in New York. Exactly. <laughs> He need now's the time if if he's his big brand guy like oh my god uh, Thibodeau brand all this shit he needs to perform now and the pressure is going to be on him to perform oh yeah because right now is the time yes to do all that shit you have all the hype behind you now and now you're in New York now it's time to prove everybody that the the first four teams that didn't pick you go out and prove them wrong. I'm wrong. And look, you 100%. were you were you were not supposed to land in in New York, or at least with no. the or at least with the Giants. 
No way. You're <clears> supposed <throat> to be possibly, what, first overall? Exactly. Same thing with Evan Neal. Both of those guys, yeah. I've seen them mock draft at one overall like one and two. multiple times. Yeah, exactly. And For you the got, longest time, man. And, and you got five and seven. I mean, that that's just a steal in itself. Um, you want to go with your team before I go with my team? Actually, wait, yeah. hang on, hang on, wait. Before we Whoa, get there. Okay, all right. This <laughs> I, I, just, son of a bitch. I just want to throw out one of the, the disappointing teams, the teams that are the most head-scratching to me. The first one Here that comes go. to mind Here are the New England Patriots. <laughs> Look, it is music to my ears hearing the draft that they had. I don't know what the fuck they are doing. I have no idea. I'm I, I'm honestly speechless. They took Cole Strange in the first round. They took I think they took this this one wide receiver who was projected to go in the fifth. They took him in like the second. Like what? well, I will say I will say this. The only thing into their slight defense is that they they took an offensive lineman who was projected to go third round. I think even McVeigh had said, like, you did all this fucking looking at this kid. We did all these uh, uh, watching film for hours upon hours. Yeah. And then he fucking goes in the first round. Like, what the fuck? It's but just... <laughs> I will say, they said the same thing with the Cowboys with Travis Frederick. They said Travis Frederick was going to be there probably early third round, maybe mid to third round. And we took him with the 31st pick, I believe, in the in the first round. And everyone was like, you guys are fucking crazy. Like, why would you do that? And he turned into an all-pro center fast. So let's be honest. If the New England Patriots turn this kid into a pro bowler, not even just an all-pro, just a pro bowler in his first year, no one's going to fucking bat an eye. They're yeah. all going to go, you know what? I get it. Or even just being a good starter. They're going to say – you know what? Yeah, he was worth the first round pick. But honestly, yes, you look at New England's draft and you just go, what the fuck are you doing? And most of the time, it always has worked out. But lately, it has not worked out. And yeah. we jokingly always say, oh, they'll probably take a fucking tight end in the first round. Because honestly, they just may. We don't know. We don't know what's going on with this with this team. But at the same time, it's just like... I mean, how long do you give this whole like we get what Bill Belichick is. We we understand. Yeah, and I can't fucking yeah. stand him for it. I'm gonna be honest. I hate him. You hate him. But it's just like how long is he gonna be able to keep drafting this poorly and get away with it? Like, look, his he ain't getting fired. He's if anything, he quits on his own. But I'm just saying, like you reached for your top two picks, like pretty badly, and if they don't work out, it's just like, well, what the hell are we doing? You didn't re-sign J.C. Jackson. Granted, you drafted a corner in the third, but at the same time, I don't see your team getting better. Your team did not get better this year. I think offensively, he can't draft at all. I just, I'm just looking at that team, and I'm like, how did this team make the playoffs last year? I'm I'm going to say it again. How is this team going to make a playoff push this year? Granted, I'm okay with them not making the playoffs because I hate the team. 
But I'm just but, trying. I'm trying to be unbiased here. But I'm looking at this team. But realistically, like, how, how are they going to do, do it? Exactly. Yeah. And it's look, very true. And, and look, McDaniel's and Mac Jones was, was an, uh, a part of it, but they also were a part of why they didn't succeed. Exactly. And and what do you have in Mac Jones? I mean, look, I I still hate Mac Jones. I hate the way that he walked when he got drafted. Can't stand him. Hated him. Looked like a bag of pudding. Hate that face. But at the same time, it's just like, can can Mac Jones really elevate your team? How much can he elevate that team? Brady could do it perfectly fine, but I don't think Mac Jones is that guy that's going to elevate his team. Not in year two, I don't think, unless he takes a absolute crazy leap forward. And and how are you going to do that if you don't have weapons around him? I just I don't understand. I don't I don't get what this team is doing. But you want to know something? They'll make it work. You know why? Because they yes. always do. They always do. They Somehow always they, they always find a way to make it work and to win football games. But I just I can't I can't understand what the fuck they're doing. But you know what? Maybe, maybe it's not up to us to know what they're doing. Just them knowing what they're doing. That is true. That, that may just be true. enough. That is very <laughs> true. You have a good point there. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, let's go to the Cowboys. <laughs> you happy with Should the Cowboys, we? or how how we um, feeling? Um, all right, all right, all right. All right. So <clears throat> they drafted needs. Yes. But a, I don't believe Jerry Jones when he says, "Oh, this was our guy." He's a liar. We... <laughs> <laughs> He's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe when he says, oh, he was on, he was number one on our radar. He was this, he was that. Dude, if Kenyon Drake. Green. Or, I mean, uh, uh, Kenyon Green. Everybody at Kenyon's going to be fucking Drake today. <laughs> <laughs> if Kenyon uh, Green was right there at 24, there's no way you're going to tell me that you're taking this kid Smith, Tyler Smith, over him. There's just not a chance. Yeah, there's no fucking way. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. So, listen, I get it. From what I've read, because I had to read up on them, because, I listen, Nick will tell you, 10, 15 minutes before the draft, I didn't even know who the fuck he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I sat there, and I thought, you know what? I kind of – I kind of – believe in what the Cowboys do and all that. But at the same time, I have, I have questions. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? I yeah. Have, I have fucking questions. I can't, I can't help that. But they drafted a tackle. He's a potential pick uh, to replace Tyron Smith in the future. But at the same time, you need a left guard, and he's a penalty killer. And we just got rid of one. Yeah, you re- I can't help that. you replaced one penalty guy with another one. What I heard, he was great. His upside is massive. It's just can he develop into that? Also, their pass rusher and Sam Williams. Can he develop? It was a need, a big need. You're never going to have enough pass rush. He has off-the-field issues. I always continuously joke. I always continuously joke that 
He is uh, uh, Jerry Jones. I mean, Jerry Jones loves those guys with off the field problems. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what he sees because but he did it with Randy Gregory because it's his ego to say that oh I can fix him I can fix yeah. this kid that's what it is I am the almighty and I can fix this kid Jerry shut the fuck up <laughs> shut up yeah dude it's I I don't see it I de- I just don't that is not something I don't something, know why he does that that is not something they have off the field issues or they have red flags that is not something you want to hear with your top picks. You don't. No. No, not at all. But like not at all. Like man. people people sometimes blow those red flags like out of proportion. Like I can understand like you got popped for weed. Okay, fine. Just as long as you didn't yeah. kill anybody, I can I oh, can I can exactly. I can deal with the weed. I can understand. I, I it. really I can really deal with the weed, no yeah, problem. Like just as long as you you're not murdering people or you're not like threatening to murder people, then okay. Then then I can look past yeah. past the red flags and everything. But again, it's not something you want to really hear on draft night that your guy has off the field issues. Yeah. So I mean, I guess overall, like that was a name I also mentioned that night of the draft that you guys can go in. I just, I think for the Cowboys, I just think they got boned time after time. Oh. Well, it, it was, was it the, was uh, at every time. Moore, yeah. Time Moore literally got drafted right before. Yeah, that. it was just time after time. This your team was getting screwed, and I mean, look, that's you got to play the game. That that's how the draft works. You got to move up. You got to move around to make sure you get your guys. Now the Sky Moore thing, could you moved up a little bit? Sure. Maybe, but I don't know. It's just um, I think it was a little bit of a a little bit of a rougher draft for you guys this year. Yeah, because all the all the teams in front of us. Yeah, I, I think that's what it was. Needed needed basically the same thing. Yeah, and uh, I mean, your team is gonna have to. I mean, it's hard when you're, pe- you're when you're picking in the back end of the first round because it's like you have grades on certain guys, and if they're not making it there, it's like how far down the draft board do you need to go in order to pick your guy. It, it's exactly. fr- it's frustrating like that. So it's like you, you do what what you can and make the best out of it, but at the end of the day, sometimes it's not good enough. And I'm not saying it's not good enough, but it's just like it's just like maybe it works, maybe it doesn't work, but. I mean, if if I'm a like, Cowboy fan, I'm not I'm not walking away from this weekend super hyped up for this season. Again, no, I'm not thrilled. I'm like, not thrilled. I'm not like I'm not absolutely like you know what this fucking this was the shittiest draft. Yeah, blah blah blah. But you know, I I just you feel meh. That's kind of how exactly. I felt about the first round. That's what you said to me. You said you kind of just feel meh. I said, yeah, I just kind of feel meh, honestly. And, and it's not That's even, the only way to describe it. And it's not even just with the draft either. It's the whole how the whole offseason has gone for the Cowboys. It just, it, I just feel like you guys refuse to do anything except lose players. You lost Randy Gregory. You lost Amari Cooper. 
you were in on Bobby Wagner, didn't get him. It's just like, what, yeah, yeah, when, it, when is this team going to do something that's going to help push this team forward and over the hump? Because I don't see it. I, I don't. I don't see what they've done that's going to make them a better football team than what they were last year. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. It's just it's just hard to see, and like, I by no means am a cowboy fan, but I can, I I know how football works for the most part, and I thought last year your team was, was very good. It's just you didn't, you you just fell part fell apart again. It's just like, you need like to build usual. on that. It's just it's <laughs> just like Tennessee. It's just like. You need to find a way to get over the hump. And, again, with the Titans losing A.J. Brown, you guys lost Cooper. You lost some key pieces, and you're not replacing them. It's just like, okay, so how how are we going to get over the hump now if we got worse? Yeah, no, it's you're not wrong. And, and, and your division's starting to look better. So it's like, at what point can we... Do we need to, like, really step on the gas here and, like move this thing forward and get star players because it's getting, it's getting to a point where, you know, Zeke is getting older. You still have CD, you still have Dak, but again, I just, I don't think that this team is moving in the right direction as the people would say. It don't seem like it now. Yeah. All right, let's go. The New York football jets. Oh, baby, I was so hyped. Actually, I will say, they started the night off by pissing me off. <laughs> because I think, <laughs> because I watch a lot of, like, like Jet content creators on YouTube and shit like that, and a lot of them were the same way. Like, okay, they drafted Sauce Gardner at four, and I'm like, I sat there, I was, I was visibly upset. I was, I, I was... Because I've been pounding the table for Thibodeau since, like, the start. I'm like, this is the dude that I want. I want an edge rusher bad. Then they take Sauce at four. I'm like, okay, so you took a a luxury pick, essentially. Because, like I said, they don't – their corners weren't the issue on defense. It was really their linebackers and their defensive front, really. They take Sauce. I'm like – I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do now? You still need you need a wide receiver. You still need an edge rusher. You may need a linebacker at some point. So what do you plan on, what do you plan on doing here? And I'm trying to work out in my head what they're going to do. My thing was I thought that they were going to draft Jermaine Johnson at 10 and then wait till the second round or trade back into the first round for a wide receiver. They take Garrett Wilson at 10, which that was, I was big on Traylon Burks early on, and then the consensus was, oh, he's falling, he's falling. Me, the forty time doesn't bother me. I like the, I like the size, I like the speed that I saw in like highlights and stuff like that. So that stuff I like. But Garrett Wilson was always right there too, and same with Jameson Williams. I would have been perfectly fine if they drafted any of those three. Drake London was the only one that I didn't want. He goes eight. Yeah. He goes eight to Atlanta. So I'm like. Thank God. So they take Garrett Wilson at 10. So I'm like, okay. So still our biggest need is edge rusher at this point. I'm like, where are we getting an edge rusher from? I'm like, you're going to wait till the second to go with a Jabo who just blew out his knee? 
Yeah. Or or um how's the other kid? Well, Karloftis went later in the later in the draft to Kansas City, I believe, which was I think was a steal in for the them. first round. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you're really gonna wait until the second? Dude, this Jermaine Johnson's falling. And from what I read is from pick fifteen on, the Jets were trying to move back in and get him. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, this kid is fall- like, why is this kid falling so much? And supposedly some teams were scared because he only had one really productive year in college. Like, okay, I kind of understand that, but the upside is still fucking there. Like, why not try to 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 grab him and coach him up? Well, he's absolutely. Up. Even if the Cowboys would have taken him, I would have been like, okay, whatever. Sitting there, he's sitting there. Twenty six rolls around, and here come the Jets, and they trade back in. And I'm like, you just won the fucking draft. Because there is no other, unless it was Karloftis, there's no other guy that they would have picked in that spot. It was going to nope, be Ed Rusher. And you walked out of the first round with arguably the best center, the third best edge rusher, and arguably the top wide receiver. Those are the three biggest needs you needed going into the offseason, and you just solved it. Well, not really the corner. In one... the, the corner you didn't really need. But you need an edge and you need a receiver. So I'm like, it's an A+. And to get that much value for Jermaine Johnson at 26 is is unreal. It's unreal. So so comes the day two. They're picking 38. So they, they traded with the Giants and picked at 36. So I'm like... Which is super rare. Which I'm like... I think there's only been like one or two trades between those two, like ever. So I'm like, oh, they're going to draft N'Kobe Dean here. I'm like, I-, I will shit my pants if they draft N'Kobe Dean right now. They they drafted Brees Hall, the top running back. So I'm like, okay. I didn't see it. I didn't see that coming because like I was kind of hell bent on N'Kobe Dean being the pick. But I'm like, Brees Hall? I mean, he's the top running back in the class. And like I told you, I said, there is no reason at all for Zach Wilson not to take a step forward. So Not at all. Um, I, I just... This team, and I've been saying it, and I said it when I did the podcast alone that nobody's heard, but this was the draft that they needed to come in and they really need to nail it. Yeah. Like I said. I believe that. They went in, got the top corner, solidify that corner room. They went in, got top wide receiver. Went out, got the third best pass rusher, who was, those three guys alone were top eight on their big board. So you're telling me you got your top three guys, your top three guys were all within the top eight in the first round. That's insane. And then you take you take Brees Hall to pair up with Michael Carter in the backfield. And then you take Jeremy Ruckert, who big physical tight end, who loves to fucking block. Big boy, and he's from Long Island and he grew up a Jets fan. I, I can't I cannot hate on that. There, there's not one part of me that hates any any bit about that. Would I have liked You can never hate a fan. Exactly. You never can hate a fan. The only thing that I'll pound the table for is that yeah, I wanted a linebacker or a safety. But by them by them drafting Sauce, maybe 
one of the the safeties, uh, one of the corners that they have, maybe they convert him to a safety. So maybe you have the right people in the room now, and now you have a who's supposed to be a lockdown corner. So again, I can't hate it. I would have liked a t- um a linebacker somewhere, but again, I I can't. They have they drafted two linebackers last year that I think they they're really high on still, but they got hurt last year. So maybe that's the the way they go, and that's why they didn't draft the linebacker. But again, I I can't see how people can be upset with this draft if you're a Jets fan. And I can't see how somebody can give it less than an A. The first two days alone are not a are, are off the charts to A pluses. Not a chance. <clears throat> so. For me, I couldn't be happier, and like I said, this was a, a draft where they needed to hit a home run with, and granted, we don't know them on the field yet, blah, 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 but on paper, it's a home run. This is now the second draft in a row where I think they've hit a home run. They just These players need to just pan out now. They just need to pan out. You just got to keep building, honestly. And look, this is the first time where our coach and our GM have been on the same page since forever. Since like the 2010s, it was just it's just been a mess. And just seeing Salah and Douglas get the guys that they need, how excited they are going up and and moving and getting their guys, it just it makes me feel like like I said when they they hired Salah, it's just like I feel like this team is finally moving in the right direction. And I texted you and I'm oh, like, oh, 100. I'm sick and tired of being the butt end of every goddamn joke, of every meme. I get it. The Jets the Jets suck. I understand that. Those are also coming from people that have no idea what they're doing in house right now. They just see all oh, they went for and four and thirteen, four and twelve, whatever. That's all they see. I'm like, let these. I'm like, is Zach Wilson a bust? We don't know. But if you're gonna ask that question, ask it about Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and everybody else that was drafted in his class. Because why? Why is it that the Jets are drafting Zach Wilson? Because they have a bad team. They have a bad roster. They have the youngest roster. So it's like, yeah. of course they're going to struggle. And to write them off after one year, it's just like, just shut the hell up. Just shut up. Yeah. And, and like, I'm, I'm just, I'm sick and tired of just being a laughing stock, honestly. It's just, I, I want this team to move forward. And I think with last year's draft and this year's draft, I think finally they're moving in the right direction. I, I feel like they have the right people in place to do it. They're drafting quality players. Now it's time for them to to really just move forward and hit these picks and have these players pan out and for Zach Wilson to really take a step because as much as as, as much as we love these picks, it depends on Zach Wilson's development. And that's not to say if Zach Wilson doesn't pan out, okay, maybe he doesn't pan out, but at least you have somewhat of a team there. That if you have to draft another guy, he can come into a decent team. So yeah, that's very true. So to me, like I said, I give it an A plus draft. Like the later rounds, fine, it's whatever. You got a developmental, exactly. You got a developmental offensive lineman, and you got another D end. Which it is what it is, man. There's not much else that you can really do that that deep into the draft. Again, I can't, I can't knock them for the picks. I mean, the the amount of offensive weapons they have for Zach now. I don't want to hear this bullshit sophomore slump. He's a sophomore. I, I'm done with it. You need to produce now. And if you can produce like you did at the end of last year, 
and bring that over into this year and get better, then then we're cooking now. Then maybe we can contend for a wild card. Do I think we're we're the best in the division? No. I think the AF- yeah. AFC East is is Buffalo all day. But why can you not beat New England and why can't you beat Miami? We're why at the point you get better. We're at the point where we're losing divisional games every year. Not live you're not winning games in in September. You need to start winning games now. And if they don't if they don't at least double their win total from last year, I, I they even if they went seven, even if they win seven games, they need to look better in the losses at least. You can't be getting blown 100%. out forty-five to six. It can't happen. There's no more excuse for this shit. You gotta look like a confident team. Exactly. You need to start making these steps forward. So, again, I couldn't be happier with the Jets this year. Again, it's gonna be weird if they actually draft like past fifteen next year. <laughs> And they don't have multiple first-round picks anymore. But hey, I mean, look. For the, from the Jamal Adams trade, you got Vera Tucker and you got Garrett Wilson. You won the goddamn trade with Vera Tucker alone. Mm-hmm. The Garrett Wilson oh, thing absolutely. is just its just the cherry on top. Like I said, I like the direction that they're going. It's just a matter of these guys actually going out and balling out and bringing this team forward to the next level. And just to win games, because that—that's what it all comes down to—is just winning games at this point. Oh, absolutely! <sighs> and to com- and to continue to keep moving forward, exactly. And keep building. Yeah. All right, Johnny. I know you gotta you gotta hit the road here, but uh, yeah, we can, Very we can end unexpected. it there. No, it's okay. I I think we hit <laughs> on we hit on most of the teams that we wanted to hit on. Um. But yeah, uh, it was fun. I, look, I, I watched mock drafts for. I was watching mock drafts in week eight. So, <laughs> for the for the Jets to hit like this, it just it made me super happy. But um, but yeah. Uh, if they want to contact you, John, if they want to hit you up, talk that ish. Where can they find you? Oh, find me on Twitter Ooh. at Johnny Mons. I can save your life one tweet at a time. Just one now. But only one. I don't know if I could. I, I don't know if I could save your fucking draft. Yeah, maybe I, I mean, look, Nick, because <laughs> Nick apparently knows how to do it right now. <laughs> but um, yeah. If you want to find me on the interwebs, I am at dbor twenty seven thirty. That's d b o r two seven three zero on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show Brotherhood of Podcasting on all major podcast platforms: SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Brotherhood of Podcasting on all those. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, I hope, I hope your team did well, unless you're the Patriots because your team sucks. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Well, unfortunately, the Giants did good. God yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate you, and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Catch you on the flippity flip.